0: From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write music for video
1: games. I'm Emily Reese. That's actually where I wrote my first pieces of music, was on the Super Nintendo.
0: That's Jeff Ball, talking about his entry into composition as a child. Nowadays, Jeff plays his violin on multiple soundtracks and gets to write his own music for games. I spoke with Jeff a few months ago, and since our chat, he's been involved in loads of other projects. You can learn more about his most recent work online at infiniteguest.org. First of all, let's start with your background and when you started playing violin and how you became a musician, I guess.
1: Um, Actually, my first instrument was piano, believe it or not. I um, started taking piano from my mom, who also plays the piano, when I was four, because she was trying to teach my brother, and he was eight at the time, and he was not having it. And I was practically begging my mom to play the piano, so she was kind of entertaining me for a little while and then eventually she signed me up for a private teacher and so i had i took piano lessons up through high school and even a little bit in college But uh, after that, I mean, I started uh, violin when I was about eight years old, and that was actually my secondary instrument for a long time. It was just kind of a hobby thing where I would play in the orchestras. And so that was a really good experience for me. And then as I was growing up, uh, I started actually writing music when I was 12, just on my own. And I kept going up through high school. You know, I was still doing piano and violin up through this whole time. And once I got into what was it? I was—I think it was a junior in high school, and I actually auditioned to play in the local symphony. And they were kind of on the fence about it, but the orchestra teacher also played in the symphony, and he convinced them. So he said it would be a good investment, and it definitely was. I ended up getting my degree in violin performance from Central Washington University, And after that, I moved to Seattle, and I played in some local groups around there. I played in the Olympia Symphony and the Everett Symphony. And then when I moved back to Walla Walla, because the economy had crashed, and there was no jobs at all, I had to move back in with my parents, which was, you know, really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do what you gotta do, right?
0: People who play like to just play around, but but then there are people like you who take it to, you just want to play and you go out and play. I mean, that's really amazing. You must really love that performance aspect.
1: For me, playing as a soloist was never really my forte. Like I never really enjoyed playing as a soloist just because there was, it felt really lonely. Like I really liked the collaborative aspect of playing in a symphony. And I learned so much about orchestration from the conductors and everything else. And that really contributed to me as a composer, too, because I, I never really studied composition. I, I tried to take it in college a little bit. So that was, I mean, that, I think that was the primary inspiration of why I actually switched to getting a violin performance degree instead of a composition degree. Because I originally went to go get a composition degree. It just didn't work out.
0: So other than violin and piano, what other instruments do you tinker around with?
1: Well, I have a viola, and I play that. And I've actually played that in a few symphony gigs. I, mostly I just use it for recording now. And randomly, there I, I did a gig for LucasArch, which was Monkey Island 2 Special, special Edition, and I played recorders. <laughs> It was weird because I didn't really think of myself as a recorder player but I realized that growing up my dad would play recorders when my mom would play the piano sometimes and I just kind of picked it up and I en- ended up being sort of good at it I didn't even think about it that much and so I had these recorders and I was like I need to do this for this gig and my friends busy so I guess I have to do it, <laughs> and then I did it <laughs> oh
0: that's really really cool so what soundtracks have you contributed to as a violinist
1: I've contributed to a bunch of pretty high profile things. Gears of War 3, Mass Effect 3. League of Legends, Uh, there was a Star Wars game from LucasArts that was canceled, and so that one didn't actually see the light of day. Uh, I played violin for a Cartoon Network cartoon actually called Steven Universe. Infinity Blade Two is another one, uh, the iPhone game played on Red Orchestra 2, which was a Sam Hulick score. And there was a few trailers that I played on as well. There was one for Dead Space 3 and Need for Speed Shift 2 Unleashed, downloadable content.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. So it seems evident from your work as a composer and basically as a performer that you've been a gamer your whole life too, right?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I had older siblings when I was growing up, and so from three years old, we had a Nintendo in the house, and I still have it, and I still play it every now and then. But yeah, I remember getting exposed to things like Mario Paint, where you could compose music in Mario Paint. That's actually where I wrote my first pieces of music. Oh, cool. (laughs) Was on the Super Nintendo. I would just load it up and play around with it, and it it was a whole lot of fun and of course you know i played all the other super nintendo games i could get my hands on and eventually the nintendo 64 and everything else and, oh yeah <laughs> what were some of your favorite games or are some of your favorite games right now actually final fantasy 6 is probably the best game that i have ever played <laughs> Just because I'm very big on story development and character development, and that one is hands down the greatest of all of it. Do you play? What about current gen stuff? Um, I've played a lot of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have at least 270 hours in Skyrim.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's yeah.
0: awesome! I love it.
1: It's it's kind of a great d- game to just cool down with you know you go through a big day and you just want to relax and so you turn on the game and the music is soothing and the atmosphere is just really calming and you can just run around and kill bears and you feel really good you know (laughs) yes i know (laughs) What class do you like to play? Uh, I'm a I'm a sneaky sort of archer guy. Yeah, but really
0: like, like are you like a human nord or are you like a khajiit? I'm a human
1: nord. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I went the easy road. <laughs> cool. I
0: always rock the ch- khajiit nowadays. I can't I can't oh, I, choose, yeah.
1: I always choose
0: khajiits, but I do the same Let's kind help. of sneaky thieving, you know.
1: Yeah, cuz they can see in the dark.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. they can. Yeah, and they also get I think when you first start out, you get, you know, a bump to those particular skills like sneak and maybe even archery or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Nord one didn't seem really that useful because it was like you got some cold resistance and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't helps. really care. Stupid <laughs> frost
0: trolls, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are kind of mean. <laughs> oh, they're horrible. I was just talking to a friend about those last night. That's so funny. So let's talk specifically about some of your, after that little nerdy tangent we went on, let's talk about some of your compositions. Sometimes it seems like you're composing for yourself, but you're also composing for games and other projects. I'd love to hear the story of your very first game soundtrack.
1: I was still in high school actually, and I was just sort of exploring into the community of game composers that were online, because it was sort of a very new thing back then. It was like 2000, 2001. And I met a few people, and I actually still keep in contact with these people, but one of them actually recommended me to go on this website, because I had been playing Dungeon Siege which was, you know, sort of a new game at the time. and It had a really awesome soundtrack by Jeremy Soule. And I was super psyched about it. And they had the ability in the game to mod it so you could make your own games out of it. So there was these guys who were in Seattle who were making mod, and they didn't really have a composer. They were just sort of going to build the stuff themselves. And so I actually emailed them and just said, hey, I'm this guy, and I kind of want to write music for games, so um, can I do it? (laughs) <laughs> and they emailed me back and they were like um, well we were just going to use this guy but he doesn't really know what he's doing so sure <laughs> oh wow yeah wow. and this was back in the day when it was all sound fonts, very low quality samples and like you the only way I could get reverb on my pieces was to actually like use a sound blaster live and turn on the environmental audio effects and actually record the music. Playing through that. <laughs> so I actually, that soundtrack is now on my Bandcamp page, and it's from a game called The Circle of Elders, and it never got released, so the soundtrack is incomplete. But that was actually a really good learning experience for me. got a lot of good contacts from that because the producer specifically of that project went on to work at PopCap and now he's at Riot Games.
0: Oh cool. How about Globulus?
1: Oh Globulus, I actually worked with Andrew Aversa on that and Andrew is a really great guy. He does a lot of uh, soundtrack work but he also uh, creates sample libraries for a company called Impact Soundworks and they're really awesome. Working with him was really interesting, though, because we sort of have divergent styles, but we were both sort of on the same page of we want to make this cohesive and we wanted to make this sound like us together and not just be us as separate people. So we sort of went through and we were like, okay, we want to sound a little bit like. Secret of Mana, we wanted to sound a little bit like a bunch of other games like Bastion, and we sort of pooled all this stuff into one pile and we said, okay, we're going to write stuff. And so he would write a track and I would write a a track and then we would switch and we would listen to it and then we would kind of feed off of each other what we were doing. And it ended up actually being a pretty cohesive soundtrack. It was for a puzzle game. So we didn't really have to write themes for people and that made it a little, little bit easier. the course of the game, it sort of is developing in intensity. So we just kind of started with mellow tracks and then we got more and more complicated as we went. And uh, I still do work with him occasionally because he'll hire me to do violin work.
0: Oh, fun. So if you were to describe your style, what would
1: you say? I think what makes me sort of unique is that I have a lot of experience with orchestral music, but I'm not very limited on that because I have tons and tons and tons of music theory training. So I feel like if I'm going to describe myself as a composer, I like to say that I'm very versatile because I can sort of imitate styles of music very quickly. I had, I had actually wrote, written music for a game called uh, Shark Party Pool, which is an iPhone game by Storm8. And it's just like a billiards pool game that you just kind of, you know, you s- swipe and then you hit the ball and then the ball hopefully goes in the pocket. But they sort of designed it in a way so it was kind of like Las Vegas where you have different pool houses that are different sort of styles. Like one's Hawaiian, and one's a German pub, and one's an English pub, and one's sort of like a Western saloon, and one's like a New York nightclub. And so I had to write music for all these different things. It turned out to be like 11 different styles of music. And it was just like I had to mentally switch each time I did it. And it was like, that's what I'm good at, is I'm really good at sort of breaking down what makes music and putting it back together again in a way that works for what the game needs. So
0: (laughs) You've also done a lot of chiptune music.
1: Oh yeah. I I have done that. I've done that recently more because of my friend Michael Stearns, who is a game developer and he lives in Seattle and I started. I actually worked with him because Starquail Games made Astro Man, and that was the first game that I'd written music for them. And that was not chiptunes at all because they didn't want it to be chiptunes. It could have been, it was sort of like a, a 2D platformer, but it was more sort of a. Cartoony, updated, not retro feeling style. So I wrote sort of a fully fleshed out electronica orchestral thing for them. And then eventually, Michael, who was just the artist on Astro Man, went on to program the first Tiny Barbarian, which was like a little freeware game. And he didn't have any music, and he was just doing it for fun. So I decided to help him out by writing a couple of chip tunes for it. So I did that, and that was sort of the first time that I had really developed and written music in chip tunes. And that was a really interesting experience. And then I decided to, like, we decided to do a Kickstarter. And we ended up raising, like, uh, $14,000 to make a fully fleshed-out four-episode version of Tiny Barbarian called Tiny Barbarian DX, which is deluxe. (laughs) 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 So uh, Tiny Barbarian is now one pixel taller, and he's a little bit beefier, and he's, like— uh, the first episode is like he's in the wasteland and he's battling through and trying to save the girlfriend. And then in the second episode, he's in the jungle and he's going out to save his girlfriend. And uh, total total musically, there's about an hour worth of music in there. And oh, wow. there's going to be two more episodes. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of music. It is. But what's really nice about chiptunes and the reason why I love writing for it is that it really cuts back on the production. So it's kind of like you just load up, you have your VST for the chiptune thing, and then you just write notes and then it's done. You don't really have to put in reverb or do any mixing and mastering or mess with the strings to make them sound more realistic or, you know, anything like that. It's just kind of like you hit the note and it sounds good and then you're done.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk to you about bells and you're going to have to finish it for me. Bells of.
1: Bells of Yggdrasil. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was actually just a personal project, and I had a lot of fun doing that. It was uh, Bells of Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil is like the world tree in Norse mythology. So it's kind of like I imagined giant bells hanging from this tree and what it would sound like if they were ringing. Uh, going through... And just sort of writing, it was the first time that I had really written an album, like it wasn't just an EP, so kind of short, but something of my own that was a cohesive album. And I had a lot of fun doing that. It's just piano. It's very, very relaxing and very laid back. And I sort of would improvise a lot of it, but then I would edit it afterwards to sort of put it together into cohesive pieces.
0: But what was the inspiration melodically for that?
1: Oh, I actually would listen to, I don't know if you've heard a lot of the Final Fantasy piano collections and uh, things like Debussy and the, the colors that he would write in some of his music. I sort of combined that together and tried to make something that was sort of classically inspired and video game inspired at the same time. Lately, I've been working on making sheet music out of them because there was no sheet music. I just sort of in- improvised all together. So that's the next step for me. And hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to have more time and I can make more because uh, it's really, really great. And it's very relaxing for me to actually write that way.
0: It's absolutely beautiful music.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's gorgeous. And I love where it takes me when I listen to it.
1: I mean, for me too, I think that spending a lot of my life being from small towns and I still go to Alaska every summer and I go commercial fishing with my family, there are some really quiet nights where it's just like everything is calm and a lot of inspiration in my music, especially this album, came from just being in Alaska because it's so colorful, but it's so like calming and humbling at the same time.
0: Well, thanks again. It's been a pleasure.
1: Definitely. I uh, you you're great to talk to.
0: Thanks for listening to Top Score from Infinite Guest. You can learn more about composer and violinist Jeff Ball and see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. TopScore's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Nina Potok. Mark Hintz mixes each episode. TopScore is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, ArtWorks. You can follow TopScore on Twitter and Facebook at TopScore Podcast. That's TopScore. I'm Emily Rees.